Welcome to Spark, a health and wellness podcast where we teach high-achieving superwomen how to put their health and happiness back on the top of the to-do list. I'm Angela Wagner, a yoga studio owner, life and wellness coach, and mama of two. And with me is my soul sister, Nicola Skino. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicola Skino, a mama, a yoga teacher, a writer, and a new real estate agent. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, okay, so this week we are doing a fun little role reversal, which I'm super excited about. I'm going to interview our very own Angela Wagner as our special guest. Since our last season on the podcast, she has added environmental toxins expert awesome to her list of accolades she earned her cert in environmental toxins and has dedicated literally the last two years to educating herself and her clients on how to detox their homes and now she's going to share all these little amazing nuggets with us oh so exciting well and i do have to correct one thing that i put in the notes it's actually i got my cert in environmental health which sounds much more positive So I I like that even better. I know. I know. I was looking last night. I'm like, wait, is it toxins or health? I should probably make sure that I get that correct. But yes. Yes. Love it. All right. So let's get started. So first off, how did you find this topic and get interested in it? Oh, this is funny. So, you know, when you and I were like in our obsessive stage of simplifying and decluttering, it's like Mm -hmm. when you like had no clothes left. (laughs) Still there, girl. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, yes, I know that that's not like a phase. But when that all happened, whenever I get interested in a topic, I look up everything. Like, I research like crazy, and I listen to every podcast. And so I was listening to a podcast that was actually about practical minimalism. And my now teacher in environmental health was on there. And so they were doing like a special four or five part series or something on toxins in the home and all different things relating to environmental health. So it wasn't something that I was looking for. I knew nothing about it, really. Actually, I really didn't know anything about it, to be honest with you. I was very ignorant. And so I was fascinated. I just remember listening to this episode with her speaking, and I was just blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know any of this information. I've been in the health and wellness space my entire career, and it was just fascinating to me. And so I just went from there. I looked her up. I listened to every podcast she was on. And then I looked at her website and what's so amazing is that she actually specialized what she trains health professionals on how to have this conversation and how to teach people. So she doesn't work with the general public like I do. She works with people like me to then go out and educate. So I was like, how did I stumble upon this amazing woman? That's like perfect for me, you know? Yeah. And our relationship began. And then I took, she has um, an online or at the time she's changed her courses, but she had an online course you could go through on your own. I dove in and then I just started like doing all the things, all the things to my house, to my studio. I was just like, this, we're doing this. And, you know, I had been suffering from some health issues and mainly migraines. And so a lot of these toxins that we talk about contribute quite a bit to headaches. And so I was like, okay, this is another piece of the puzzle that I didn't know about that maybe could help. So it's been really interesting and fun and I have now made it a one of the branches of my coaching and I love it. And I, I think it's really, really important work that it's not a conversation that a lot of people are having in a very in-depth way because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of fear mongering and all that. We'll get into all that, but I'm very excited and I'm 
I spent three hours preparing this podcast for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy it. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited. And what's so funny is I know nothing about this topic. So I'm going to be learning as we go. So I am super into it. And I didn't even know I was interested, but every time you tell me something about it, I'm always like this when we're texting, I'm shaking my head up and down like, oh yes, yes. So I know this is going to be great. And I know a lot of people are going to find the information useful and also interesting, even if you've never heard of it before. Yes. And I, one thing before we start that I think is really important is to just think of this. This is a health and wellness podcast. Like you and I are all about health and wellness. So we're coming from that space where we just want everyone to be able to live the healthiest and happiest life that they can. And this is just another, another way to do that. I love it. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. So when you say environmental toxins, what exactly does that mean? Okay. So yeah, let me clarify that. A lot of people think of environmental toxins, like, well, what do you think of if if you didn't know, or when when I first started talking about that, what would, what are those words? Like the first thing that comes to my mind is smog. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. No, totally. Right. Like you're like, because it's, it's, so I don't even know exactly. I always think like we need to rename it because I'm like, that's not like, I always think of the environment, meaning outdoor environment. Mm -hmm. Really when I'm talking about environmental toxin, I'm talking about indoor toxins. Okay. So anything that is in your home, uh, anything you put on your body, in your body. So you're talking about personal care products, food, the environment, the dust in your house, like, you know, the chemicals in your furniture to really anything. And I have some interesting facts and stats. I'm a facts and stats girl. So the EPA, so the EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency. So the US EPA ranks indoor air quality as a top five environmental risk to public health. Top oh, five. In the top wow. five. Indoor wow. air. And it found that indoor air pollutants are two to five times greater than outdoor air pollution in doing studies. So it's such an interesting conversation because when we, like you said, like when we think of poor air quality or toxins, we think of things we can't control like smog and, you know, the allergens outside and all those types of things. So the good news in this conversation, and I always like to highlight the good news because sometimes it doesn't feel like there's a lot of good news in the conversation, is that what I work on with clients and in this work is all the things you can control. And there's a lot. So if you think about it, that's super empowering because you're like, okay, well, I can control 90% to 100% of what's in my home, that's pretty great, right? Oh yeah, that gives you some perspective too on making this topic not so scary sounding, you know? Yeah, because if you think about it, if I said to you, okay, well, you know, you're going to get sick if you go outside because the outdoor air quality is terrible where you live. Well, you're going to be like, oh, I need to move. I mean, there's not much you can do about it. (laughs) Exactly. Wear a mask or something. So, and then people spend 70 to 80% of their time in their homes and up to 90% indoors. So if you think I mean, up to 90%, I mean, obviously that's going to vary from person to person. But if you think about just if you have a job that's indoors and you work full time, just that amount of time and then the amount of time you sleep. So just those two things. And then if you spend all your other time outside, which who does? Like, I mean, not many people, right? Like you're going to eat your meals most of the time inside. You're going to have activities inside. You're going to be watching TV late at night. I mean, really, like you could clock it. It's, it's insane. So again, it's great news in the sense of, okay, well, if I can control these things, then for you know, 70 to 90% of my time, I'm controlling 
what I'm breathing, which is pretty amazing. So I do want to say a couple of things because there's, there's definitely some things where people can come out this conversation from in a negative space and they'll say like, well, you know, a lot of chemicals, like everything's a chemical. So, I mean, absolutely. Not all chemicals are bad and I'm not saying that all chemicals are bad. So we're not talking about every single chemical in the world. I'm talking about like very specific substances within our products. And another thing I like to say is just like, don't let this information scare you because if you are a personality like me, I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to change all the things now. And I'm like, but I can't afford it. And I can't, I don't have time and I have a job and kids, right? So that's not like, that's not the approach, okay? It does not help anybody. Don't let it scare you. Just let it empower you. The other side of this coin is like, we've been living in this with all this stuff this whole time and and we're okay. But we're talking about long-term effects over our lifespan. And so is it important to start making some changes right now? In my opinion, absolutely. With the data that I have and the research I've been doing and the classes I've been taking, I can tell you, I would 100% would recommend everyone start this journey, but just start it as slowly as it makes sense for you within your budget, make it joyful. Like it doesn't have to be a big, scary thing. Okay. And it's meant to educate and empower you. And ultimately the goal is to be healthier and live longer and live like just a better quality life. I love that. Yeah. And sorry, one more thing. Just to get this out of the way for the people that like know a lot about this, I just want to make sure that, that I cover my bases. So in normal speak language, you hear the word toxin, but what we're actually talking about is something called a toxicant. And toxicant is a synthetic toxic substance. And a toxin is actually a substance produced naturally, but they're used interchangeably. Like pretty much everyone, except for if you're in academia world, is going to say toxin when they really mean toxicant. So I just, even my teacher, who's like the most brilliant person and knows everything, says toxin and she explains to us why. So I just like to say that, especially for people that know the difference, that they might just be like, this girl doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I love it. Say <laughs> <laughs> so we're still learning, but we know. <laughs> we are always learning, girl. Oh. And that's the thing with this topic. I've been honestly kind of hiding sharing it for a long time, like people at the studio and in my life. And they have been asking me to share it for like the two years that I've been studying it. And I've just been like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And now I'm like, okay, finally, like I'm never going to know everything. (laughs) Exactly. Which is totally okay. That's good. We want to have room for improvement always. Yeah, for sure. And there's always new studies and new information and new products and all the things. So it's, it's a lifelong process. I love it. All right. So in your coaching work, what is your method or approach to this subject? Oh, okay. So I touched on some of this already, but the main thing is it's not fear, right? We're not, I don't come from fear. It's all about education empowerment. The second thing I'll say is just keep remembering this is about you being able to control things. And so We always say in our classes, like we're learning how to control the things that we can so that we don't have to worry about the things we can't. So, and I love that because if you think about it, like, okay, well, if I can control all these things, like I can control the shampoo, I can control the detergent, I can control what type of mattress I buy, blah, 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 blah. Then when you go outside and it's like a red, you know, warning for air quality or you are in an environment, you go to a hotel and there's a bunch of air fresheners or whatever it is, like you're eating out and you're not eating organic. It's like, okay, no big deal. Because I mean, the majority of my lifestyle and the air I'm breathing is really clean. So when I'm not in that space, it's good. And so you really, really want to come from that place or you can come, you can start to just get panicked about it. And that is definitely not part of what I want to teach people. And as I said before, you can and you should do baby steps. Okay, little, little baby steps, a little bit at a time. 
And then the other thing is that I always teach people like once you've made a change, so say you are like, okay, I'm going to work on my uh, kitchen and I'm going to work on plastic. So you recycle or you repurpose all your Tupperware and you buy a new set of like Pyrex glassware, right? And then you now have this set of Pyrex glassware that's probably going to last your lifetime because you can replace the lids from with most companies, which I just did replace a couple of my lids. And then you never have to think about it again, right? The decision is just that when you go to the store, if you do need more containers, you just don't buy the plastic ones anymore. You are now in the realm of glass, right? So it's like, but that's so great. Like you change your shampoo. You don't have to, every time you go buy shampoo, be like, oh, I need to research. I need to figure out which one's healthy. It's like, you know, which one you have, you know, which one you like. It's just like anything, right? Like when you, the way that I like to describe it to people is like when you move, right? When you move, your house, you have to find like a new doctor and a new dentist and a new grocery store. And then, and you, you try on a bunch of stuff, right? You go to this dry cleaners, you go here and you're like, Hmm, I didn't love that doctor. I'm going to now go over here. But then once you find your person or your, your store or your whatever, you have your routine and that, and you're golden, but it takes a little bit of time to get there. So that's kind of what this process is like. I love that. And I want to put a side note in when you encouraged me to get rid of all my plastic and go to glassware. I didn't know it was a thing that I needed to be interested in, but once I did it, OMG, it's fantastic. You will never want to look back. Glass is just better, people. (laughs) It is. It's for so many reasons. (laughs) So many. Yeah. So thank you for that one. Okay. So let's move into the next one. Give us the basic info and stats on toxins and why should we be concerned about everything? Okay, so some of the basic stats I like to talk about are that there are about 84,000 chemicals, give or take, approved for use in everyday consumer products in the U.S. right now, okay? Only 200 of them have been studied for safety. What? Yeah. So a lot of people assume, and if you... If you just Google, I did this last night, I just Googled something about toxins. What will often come up, and I'm not going to get in depth with this this part of the conversation, I'm just going to kind of just generally sort of say what it is. And then I'm going to actually, I have, in a couple of weeks, I have my teacher, my environmental health teacher coming on to the podcast. And- <gasps> oh, oh, that's so um, exciting. And she's, I want her to talk to us about this part of it, because a lot of times people will think, well, it's conspiracy theories and, you know, the government is protecting us. And I mean, it, it did a simple search on Google about something about uh, tox- safety of toxins. And what came up was a very convincing website, basically saying that all the things I'm about to tell you are false. And here's, and it looks awesome and everything. And so what that is, is, and I posted on my toxins group and right away we looked and we found it was, it was a chemical company and they, they basically represent themselves as being like a independent third party for the people group or website when it's just the chemical industry putting it up there. So, and then, and they do it in a really, really slick way. So you have to be careful with the way that you're Googling and really understand your sources. But essentially going back to the fact that only 200 have been studied, the way that the U S works is that chemicals don't have to be studied and approved before they're put into use for consumers. Isn't that nifty? Oh, that's super neat. Don't like that at all. <laughs> I was- I was writing this down. I'm like, Nicole's going to totally say this is neat. It's what she says when things are not cool. Um, and what I want you guys to do for homework, if you're interested in this, is I want you to watch the documentary, The Devil You Know, and it's on Netflix. And it's about the uh, DuPont and Teflon. Okay. And I'm not going to get into Teflon and all the dangers of that now, but what, so there's, 
class of chemicals called PFOAs that are in Teflon and nonstick cookware. And it's the whole story from the beginning to the end, or not really end, because it keeps going, unfortunately, about the company and these chemicals and how they weren't tested. And then all these people got sick. And it's really heartbreaking but in a way that I avoided watching it for so long because it's like, I don't know, I don't think I can handle it. And I just, I got the flu. And so I was like watching anything and everything on Netflix. I was like, okay, what are those documentaries? It was so moving. I mean, it, it's just one of those things I think everyone should watch just to educate themselves. But essentially at the end, what happens is the company just switches to a different chemical called Gen X. And it's essentially the same thing. It is just as dangerous, if not more, than the PFOAs. So that's essentially what happens. So they, if a company does get caught with something and there's proof that people are getting sick or whatever, very often they just change it. And another great example that people are generally very aware of is BPA. Like you've mm-hmm. heard of BPA, right? Yeah. So I think, don't quote me on this, I think that became popular. I think the mom crew got, got wind of that. And when the mom crew gets wind of stuff, you better watch out. So they realized that there was this, you know, toxic stuff in the plastics and in baby bottles, nipples, all kinds of things, right? So what do they do? They replaced it. This is what the public doesn't necessarily know is that they replaced it with two different chemicals called BPS and BPF. And if you look up those chemicals, they are just as dangerous, if not more. So when you see something that says BPA free, that means nothing. So again, I don't say this to scare you. A lot of what I'm going to say is not like it's not roses, but it's just like, again, arming you with the facts. So yeah, so that's how it operates. Cause I was always under the assumption that, you know, we were protected and that's just unfortunately not the case. And Laura will come on and she'll also talk a lot more. We did a lot of deep study into how we got here. How is it that the government would allow for those things? And it, it's really, it's all about money, but she can talk a lot more intelligently about that. That's so, just um, all so sketchy. Ugh. I know it's sad. A couple other things that people talk about in this conversation is like, well, the dose, actually, we're going to get into that later. But one of the things I do want to mention now is like what we call the toxin cocktail. So there haven't been many, if any, studies on essentially like they might have done a study on this one chemical and in a small amount, it's fine for a human or something, but they haven't studied that chemical. And then the other chemical in your makeup here, and then this chemical in your plastic. And then like you now have 150 chemicals in your day that are now on your skin, in your body. That's a very different combination and result that can happen. So it's not necessarily just about that one little chemical and one product that you have. You want to think of sort of the bigger picture. And for me, common sense says that toxin cocktail is not great for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I looked up a couple different stats. One of the sites I looked up actually said that there were 515 chemicals on a woman per day. I saw another one that said 180, but I mean, a ton, right? If you think about all the products you use, and each product doesn't just have one. And again, not all all of them are bad. Not all of them are bad. Let's say that. And then like in the US, cosmetics don't need to be treated as well. And so like another example, I'm just trying to give some real world examples. So if you guys want to do your research or whatever, like Claire's that makes stuff for kiddos, jewelry and makeup, like they, they've had two instances where they found asbestos in kids makeup and they recalled them. And yeah, I mean, it happened pretty recently. So, I mean, that's insane. Like if I'm going to let my little daughter play with makeup, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I want to know. My face is just like making all sorts of things over here. My eyes are getting huge. (laughs) Another thing that's really important to note is just over the last 50 years, we've seen dramatic increases in obesity, infertility, autoimmune diseases, inflammation, 
Alzheimer's, cancer, childhood asthma, autism, allergies, learning disabilities, the list goes on and on. And it's just like, that's a fact. And so there's a lot of factors. I'm certainly not saying like it's all chemical based, but chemicals are certainly a portion of that that are contributing factors. It's definitely something to consider for sure. Yeah. Ugh. Well, yuck. Now I feel like I need to take a shower. (laughs) I know. Hey y'all, it's Angela here. I have a couple questions for you. Are you stuck in a rut with your daily routines, eating habits, and fitness goals? Is your mind constantly racing with your to-do list and a to-do list for your to-do list, anxiety around the future, or any other constant low-level stressors? Are you so busy taking care of everyone else that you can't find or make the time to do anything that you want to do? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I can guarantee you are what I call a high-achieving superwoman. And I have a brand spanking new program that I created just for you. We know, I know that you do it all. You work full time, probably manage the house, the kids, family, friends. You take care of everyone like a boss and you do it beautifully. However, when the cape comes off, we know how you're really feeling. A little exhausted, a little overwhelmed, stressed, and just not having the time or energy to do what you want to do. So I invite you to join this amazing new program that I created. It's five weeks long. We meet once every Tuesday night. You can do this from anywhere in the world, okay? We're going to Zoom it in live. If you happen to be in Dallas, Texas, you can come see me live with the group. We meet from 7.30 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can also, if you can't make Tuesdays, if you can't Zoom in through your computer, I'm going to have everything recorded. And then we're going to also have a place that you can be online with the other superwomen and talk and ask questions all throughout the five weeks together. So you can really make this happen regardless of your schedule, which I think is pretty awesome. But if you can make it live, that's pretty great too, because you can ask as many questions, you can get feedback, you can get coaching. And what we're going to do is we're going to map out and start to implement a plan that will give you back the energy, joy, and health that you deserve. You'll be surrounded by all these amazing fellow superwomen. And it's really an experience like nothing else. If you haven't been into one of my group coaching programs, you are in for a treat. And I have a special $20 off coupon promo code for sparkers only. And it's spark podcast is the code. So to sign up, I want you to actually go to my yoga sport site. So it's yogasportdallas.com. Click on events and scroll down to you see super women, the mini series. You can sign up there, promo code, all the goodies. If you have questions, email me, Angela at AngelaWagner.com. And I truly hope that you will join us for this awesome experience this fall. Okay, so how much do we have to use for them to be harmful? Like is a little bit okay? Is there a limit on this? Or how does that all work? So this is always the big argument, okay? And the argument is always the dose makes the poison, which means like, you know, if I use a lot, you know, or when they do a test, they'll say, well, you know, they use this massive amount on a rat. And if you, they said that a lot about like artificial sugars and you're like, okay, but if you talk about like a cumulative effect or just because it's a small amount is not a good enough argument, that's actually not true in a lot of cases. So a good example of that is like pharmaceuticals. You think about the small amount of chemicals in a pill, say like an antidepressant. I mean, anyone that's been on that, and I've been on several, I mean, it 
alters your body in a very significant way mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. And it is a tiny amount of chemicals. Mm-hmm. So that's just a great example there. And it turns out that many of the chemicals that we're actually exposed to every single day are also what's called like bioactive in the body, which just means that they can have effect in the body at extremely tiny doses. So there's, there's actually quite a bit of proof that that's not the case. And I mean, I'll just leave it at that. I've never, I've never thought about it. That that example of something going into a pill that like really hit home for me because I've never thought about it that way. It is a tiny amount of something, but the way that the medications we take affect us is mind blowing. So that totally ruins that argument for me now. Cause I've always thought like, if I just use a little bit of this kind of lotion, it's not that big a deal, you know? Well, and and really it's not right. Like if you just use a a lotion that has, you know, some ingredient that's bad and you just use it, you're going to be fine. But it's it's about it's about the bigger picture lifestyle, right? So that's mm-hmm. where I don't want I don't want people to get freaked out. Because you go to a hotel and you're like, oh, I love the shampoo and I know it's got parabens in it. It's like, well, then use the shampoo for the week, like enjoy it. But then go home and use that shampoo and use the laundry detergent and the deodorant with aluminum and right. And so then that's where I talk about the lifestyle shift. Mm-hmm. But no, of course, in the moment, it's not going to hurt you to use that shampoo. Of course not. Or yeah, we're talking bigger picture here. Bigger picture for sure. I like that. Okay, what is something that is marketed as non-toxic? Ooh, this is really good because I see this when I go to Walmart. So many things say non-toxic. So what's something that's marked as non-toxic that is actually really toxic? Okay, so this broke my heart, but it wasn't even really broke my heart. That's not even the right words. It actually just shocked me when I heard this because it just seems so deceitful. So something that says unscented, okay, It just means that there's no, like that you can't smell anything. Okay. Okay. But it does not mean that there's no fragrance in the formula. Mm. Okay. And then, so like many unscented products will actually have ingredients that hide the unpleasant over of other functional ingredients, meaning like, you know, whatever chemical or whatever they put in there to make the product work might not smell like roses. So then they throw in some you know, roses, or they throw something in there to make it smell neutral so that it has the quote unscented scent, right? But that does not mean there's no fragrance in there, which just really made me angry. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then on like- the other side of that, there's actually a label that people put on products called fragrance free, which means that the word fragrance does not appear in the product ingredient label list, which I'll talk about much later about how that is actually important, but it doesn't mean that there's no scented additives to change the scent. So it's the same idea. So basically like those, yeah, I know, right? What, what does that, that's not, uh -uh. that's not fragrance free. That's, that's cheating. Right. Right. So there's something called greenwashing and greenwashing. I didn't know this was a thing either before I got into this. It's like, so words you want to be careful of that really don't have any intrinsic meaning are non-toxic, all natural, eco-friendly, fragrance-free, even something like GMO-free. Now GMO-free is important. I'm going to get into that later because GMOs are harmful. However, something can be GMO-free and have glyphosate in it. Now, glyphosate is has been in the news a ton. That's like essentially Roundup. And at least one major, but I think several lawsuits against the company that makes it, this one horrifying one of this guy that, I can't remember if he was a farmer or what, but he got so incredibly sick with cancer from it. And he won, he won the lawsuit. But I mean, if he hasn't died yet, he's going to very soon. And so it's just these tragic stories. But something like Cheerios has glyphosate in it. So... It says on the box GMO free, but then you've got Roundup in your Cheerios. So in that case, you need to go to organic. So, and I'll talk a little later about that, why organic is so important, but 
you just want to be careful with the labels because companies are getting smart. They're realizing that consumers are getting more educated. And so they're putting these labels on there. And essentially when they tell you it's non-toxic, you just need to know what to look for. Like, what does it actually mean? What are the ingredients I need to look for? Or if it says like paraben free, well, it's great. There's no parabens, but what else is, what, what is actually in there? is the question. Good point. It seems like going green has become like super popular and this is their way of jumping on that marketing bandwagon. They're just, oh yeah, that's how they're trying to take it in. Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Another way they do it is just like they make the product like physically green. Like they'll put, you know what I mean? Have you ever seen that where it's like all of a sudden like you have, you know, Windex with green or something and you're like, what? (laughs) Exactly. But I could totally see how that, if you're not an informed consumer, how you would just buy it because you're trying to, you know, be green. So that's very smart marketing on their part, but also very deceitful. It is. It's very deceitful. And there was actually a lawsuit. I looked it up again last night just to make sure I had my ducks in a row from seventh generation. So do you know that company, seventh generation? They Mm -hmm. do a lot of non-toxic or quote non-toxic cleaning products. I'm not going to break everyone's heart here. It's just some of them, but, and some of their products are great and you can look up to find out which ones are good and which ones aren't, but they actually lost or they settled a case. I won't say they lost. They settled a case that basically said, you know, they were being deceitful and saying that their products were non-toxic when they contain really toxic chemicals. So even a company like that, which, you know, for me, like my friends that are in this space, but kind of like more just green people, I guess, you know, people that are more into like health and wellness or the yogis or whatever are all buying the seventh generation, just trusting the brand. And so when you look up, there's an app or a website, the EWG, Environmental Working Group, and their website is pretty great. Um, it's not foolproof, but it's a great database resource. You can put in ingredients, you can put in certain products. They don't have everything, but most of the seventh generation stuff comes up. And what's interesting is, is if you do a search for seventh generation, you can look down and they, I think they do a scale of like A to F or something. And, you know, a lot of the products are A or your B. And then there's this one like tub and tile cleaner that's an F. And I'm like, okay. And I can tell you, it's re- that's one of the things that's been really hard to find, something that cleans like a bleach does. But they just didn't care. They're like, okay, well, we'll just make it toxic and everyone trusts us anyway. So it's really kind of... Yeah, it's super deceitful because you once you trust a brand, you trust a brand. So yeah, yeah. I, big dislike on that one. Yeah, big thumbs down. So big thumbs down. Okay, so I feel like super armed, knowing that toxins are bad. But what types of toxins? Like, what should we be looking for, and why? Why are they bad for us? Okay, so I'm going to leave you guys because uh, I know we said we were going to make this 30 minutes. We're going to actually go a little over, and I apologize. We're going to make this a two-part series. So I'm going to finish off just talking about just a couple of the toxins and why they're bad. So I know this is sort of the doom and gloom version, but that's part one. Part two, so you wait for the next week, and you're going to get all the good news, which is what can I do, where can I start, all that kind of stuff, and it'll be very empowering. So I, I don't mean to leave you hanging in the negative space, but um, at least maybe thinking about this in a different way could be a great great way to go through your week. Okay, so what are some types of toxins? So the big one, I shouldn't say the big one, there's a lot of different ones, but one that's very important is a general class called endocrine disruptors. You will hear this a lot in the toxin space, and they're chemicals that can mimic or block the transmission of hormone signals in your body. Okay, so This is important because the endocrine system literally is involved in every stage of your life. So you're talking about like controls your metabolism, 
your immune function, your reproduction, your intelligence, your brain, your behavior, your emotions, like the list goes on. And so there's literally like nothing in your body that the endocrine system doesn't touch. And Laura can describe it a little bit better, but essentially the chemicals kind of come in and they, they act like they are hormones, but they're not. And it tricks your body into reacting in a different way. So an example of that is phylates. Some people call them phthalates. I'll call them phthalates. Those are generally like they saw it's the chemical softens plastic. And it's often when you see the word fragrance or parfum or perfume, usually it's parfum, you know, you see on the back of the label. So that's one of your homework assignments is to go through all your personal care products and see what has fragrance or perfume listed as an ingredient. For me, it's a hard no anytime there's that. Now, this is can be one of the more frustrating. I don't necessarily think you should start with this because you might have to throw out every personal care product you own. Just start reading labels and see what's in what, right? And so other examples of endocrine disruptors are like BPA and then they're quote sisters, BPS and BPF like naughty little sisters that no one knows about. And so why is this bad? Health problems linked to BPA and other plastics include, I mean, the list is crazy, but direct links to heart disease, diabetes, obesity, childhood asthma, breast cancer, prostate cancer, miscarriages, early puberty, reduced sperm count, male birth defects, low birth weight, behavioral issues, ADHD, impaired learning, you know, things like that. So And recently, this one's really interesting, recent studies have found that BPA exposure is actually linked to increases in hyperactivity and aggression, as well as anxiety and depression. And, you know, we know that there's a huge rise of ADHD in kids. We know there's a huge rise in in autism. We know in adults and in kids, tons of anxiety and depression is going around. So, I mean, man, if I can change my detergent and my shampoo and it can help these things, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, why not? That's crazy. Well, that's just it. Why not? Right. So another class of chemicals that I think we're all familiar with is pesticides, right? Anything that targets killing pests, so herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, and those have, you know, really similar problems and causes. You know, it's, what's interesting is certain things are being linked to like Alzheimer's, you know, Parkinson's. A lot of these chemicals are, are carcinogens or they're linked to cancer in some way. And, you know, we know like one in four people has cancer, and there's a lot more that we can do about it than we think. I'm not saying cut out your toxins, you're not going to get cancer. I'm not saying that. But if you talk about shifting your diet, you talk about moving more, you talk about eating organic foods, you're getting rid of you know, this, the parabens and the phthalates and all those things. I mean, that's a huge shift in the way that your body's going to operate. Exactly. Um, and it's another why not. Why not try it? Yes. Another thing that's really big, with pesticides is that is that it really messes up your gut health and that compromises your whole immune system. So that's kind of a, a, a no-go for me. And that's when you talk about organic foods, which we'll get into next time. But that is one of the main reasons that you want to be eating as much organic as you can to avoid those pesticides. Another one that is really important to know about is parabens. So when you look at your ingredient list, look for, I think there's maybe six of them and I can't remember the full names, but basically like I think it's a bin will be like the paraben part will be in the back part of the name. So it'll be something, something paraben or something, something, 
And so it's, it's more obvious than some. It's widely used in personal care products, and it's used to prevent the growth of mold and bacteria. So it makes sense why they use it. It's going to be in things like your liquid products, like your liquid soap would have it, but your bar soap wouldn't most likely. Okay. And if you think about it, a lot of times people will say, well, if I'm going to put something on my skin, it doesn't matter. But our skin is the largest organ in our body. And so if a chemical is absorbed through the skin, it can enter, enter the blood supply directly without having to go through the liver and the liver is one of the ways we detox. Okay. So if something can go through your liver and you have the ability to detox it out, then you might be able to just naturally detox it out, but it's going on your skin. I just think that's, that's such a great thing to know. Like, okay, it's actually going through my skin. It doesn't hit my liver. So it's, I have less of an ability to detox it naturally. And I think skin is one of the ones that people often ignore because they're like, it's just, you know, it's just my skin kind of thing. But like you forget that that is an organ that is part of your body helping your system to operate and function well. Yes. The good news, I'm going to give you some good news, is that parabens are, it's like people have gotten wind that they suck (laughs) to say it like you know, really basic way. So companies are pulling out even common, I mean, big companies like, you know, Johnson and Johnson and things like that, you'll start to see on bottles to start to look on the front, you'll start to see paraben free. Now, again, don't buy it just because it says paraben free, because I guarantee it most likely has fragrance, which would then have probably have a phthalate in it. But there's progress, right? So at least it's being pulled out of some things, especially um, I was shocked when I found like what I was putting on my baby was had parabens in it. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. And you think <laughs> it's something all natural. Yeah. And if you look at like, I just assumed again, I was really ignorant, like a Johnson and Johnson where, you know, it's the old fashioned baby, what do you call it? Baby wash and it's no tears. But if you look on that bottle, it might've changed since, you know, Luke's five now, but um, it didn't have anything about it being like the main selling point was that it was for babies because it has no, it doesn't cause tears, but it didn't say anything about the cleanliness of the, you know, of the ingredients. Oh, that was interesting. That is. And then I guess, let's see, the last one I'll talk about today is fragrance. Okay. This one does break hearts. It broke my heart because the word fragrance is essentially like, it's a catch-all phrase that can cover like, up to like 4,000 ingredients or something insane. And this is where it makes me a little mad or a lot of mad <laughs> is that legally the companies don't have to disclose anything that's in that category, because it can be it's considered a trade secret. So which I find to be ridiculous. Yeah, big over the top eye roll for that one. Yeah. So most of us in this space, it's a hard no, we would never we don't use anything with fragrance or perfume in it, because there's going to be phthalates. Now, sometimes they'll say natural fragrance. That's again, that can be I would say for me, I consider that greenwashing, because if it is truly a natural fragrance, the ingredient list will look like Uh, lavender essential oil and bergamot essential oil. And it'll say exactly what fragrances are in there versus saying natural fragrance. Like there's no reason for them to just list one blanket thing if the ingredients in there are actually clean ingredients. So that's really, really good to know. Like I feel like that's on everything. So that's one that I feel well-armed now to look on my products for. Yeah. And like I said, I, cause I'm leaving you with this and I know this is, this is a big one is the fragrance is don't freak out uh, this week before I teach you a little bit more next week, do some research on the EWG. They also have an app. They've changed it. So I, it used to be called, um, skin deep. And I don't know, I think they've combined some things, but you can look up EWG or skin deep and 
download it on your phone and there's actually, you can go around your bathroom and you can just scan items and see if it's in the database. So it'll, you scan the barcode. Stop it. it. That's cool. I know. It doesn't have everything, of course, but it was a fun way for me to start looking some things up. And then I got on, the website has more. You can look through and you can start to, you know, familiarize yourself with some things, put in some brands that you have and write down the wins. Like the, the I bet you have some non-toxic stuff you didn't even know. And you'll be like, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've made it like a game now. So that'll make me even more into it. <laughs> yeah. And that's just it. Have a, a lightness about it. Just know like you've lived with this stuff. You're okay. You're not going to all of a sudden like get sick because you have, you know, paraben in your shampoo. There are certain items that you probably will struggle with letting go and that's okay too. And so you, like, you know, this is your life. You, no one's telling you you have to do any of this. So I think it's just like, for me, it was really about, I put my head in the sand on purpose because I remember saying, I mean, I've owned my yoga studio for 15 years and this is embarrassing, but I'm going to say this to the public that I remember saying like, I, I was like internally, I would say, um, I'm not a normal yogi. Like I'm not into all that like non-toxic stuff. And I used Lysol. Remember we used to spray Lysol in the studio that I wasn't supposed to, right? Because I knew like in the yoga world, that would be like, what are you doing? But I had no idea why. Like I just knew it was quote toxic, but that didn't really mean anything to me, right? And so we would hide it in the back. Remember Nicole? Mm Mm-hmm. We never let clients see it. But then when people would leave, we would spray all the blocks down with Lysol, the door handles. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, and we're creating this like, I mean, we talk about like a very intimate indoor space where we're controlling the air quality and it's heated and, you know, we need to be circulating the air more. There's just a lot of factors to that that was very, very unhealthy. And so, but I didn't want to know because I was like, I just want to be clean. And I, I just had this really weird view. And I, I've actually heard quite a few people say the same thing to me where it's like, well, I know bleach is bad, but it cleans well. But I can tell you, there's a lot of great cleaners out there. And so anyway, some of it is just letting go of kind of our past and moving into a new space. But like I said, I'm happier, so much happier now. I feel cleaner. My whole system feels cleaner. I feel uh, more confident about what I'm giving to my kids, what I'm putting on them and in them. So she has, they're developing their little, I mean, kids are really, it's really important. And what's interesting is the people that are most open to this conversation are moms. And I mean, you get it, right? You're a mom, like you have a little one and you're like, oh my gosh, I just want you to be the healthiest, happiest human. And I don't want to do anything to mess that up. And so all of a sudden we're feeding them organic food when we don't buy organic food ourselves, or we are right. Like looking into off gassing of mattresses, but we have a toxic mattress or whatever, you know? And I, I remember thinking that was really funny when I, when my friends started having kids, I was like, why are you doing this for your kid and not yourself? But I totally get it now. So, but I, that was a tangent. I don't want to say like, this is just moms. It's just like moms have a different view of taking care of another human. And what I want women to do and really everyone, men included, my husband's gone along on this journey with me and he loves it. I mean, he loves it. Like he can't even walk down an aisle at the grocery store, like the detergent aisle, because he's like, Oh my gosh, it smells. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You can smell all the perfume now because we don't have any of it. But I just want all women to just look at it from that space of like, well, we're responsible for taking care of our own health. And so we should treat ourselves just as well as we would treat another human that we love. Yeah, I love it. Empowering knowledge for everyone. Yes. I talk, I, oh my God, I talk so much on this podcast. <laughs> You're going to need a break and some water. Oh my gosh. So was this helpful? Oh yes, totally. Thank you so much. I feel, I feel like super armed now and not quite as ignorant 
and I'm even more interested now, if that makes sense. So now I want to hear more. <laughs> I want to hear more about it. And I'm excited to start scanning stuff in my house. What a weirdo, huh? <laughs> no, I loved it. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. So thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. And I know there's going to be so many people listening who are going to take a lot away from it. Oh, I love it. So you guys stay tuned for next week because I will go over the good news and the action steps, the simple action steps that you can start taking so that you feel empowered and not overwhelmed. That's, that's next week. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes. Of course, five stars and subscribe. And if you were subscribed season one, the best thing you can do is unsubscribe and then resubscribe. Did you know that? Like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah, it actually helps our stats. So it'll help get the more that you subscribe and review and share and all those things that helps us get the podcast out to more people. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, and you can find the show notes on the new website. It's AngelaWagner.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Angela Wagner. And Nicole, where can they find you? I am on Facebook and Instagram as well at Nicole.Esquino, E-S-Q-U-I-N-O. <laughs> I love it. Please let us know what you've done to detox your home by tagging us. Tag us on Instagram with the hashtag SparkDetoxYourHome. And we'd love to see uh, what you guys come up with. So remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.